All right, I'm Hef. I'm Forrest. And from time to time, we like to help our audience. We get a lot of questions about certain topics, and we always want to take a moment to just try to answer some of those questions. And today, it's all about threat risk assessments. And you know when you get an app on your phone and you're thinking to yourself, is the app safe or not? Well, we're going to try to answer that question today. We are from Security Metrics. We try to help large to small businesses with access to affordable, high quality, simple to use data security, compliance and network security tools. We do have a 30 minute newscast that you can click on and subscribe. And if you like this, kindly hit the smash, the smash that like button for us. And uh, let's get started. So how do you tell, Forrest, if an app is safe and secure to use on your phone? Yeah, it's trying to navigate these things can be quite the minefield. So we we definitely uh, want to try and simplify things as much as possible. Yeah, and in the business here, a lot of people would call this a threat risk assessment, and that's really what it is. So how do I do a very quick risk assessment on an app that I want to get from an app store, either we- whether the app store is Android or you know Google Play Store or whether it's the iOS, Apple? Um, the, the, the process that we go through is pretty much the same on any app. Yeah, you definitely want to be doing your, your due diligence on this. And, and, you know, don't just blindly, you know, smash the install button. Like, uh, you know, take some time to, to really evaluate it here. Uh, the yeah. things that you can look at are, uh, you know, uh, publish date. You know, how, how old is this thing? Like, has, has this not been updated for seven years? Like, okay, that's, that's a little sketch in my mind. Yeah, that's a good place to start, especially if you got an Apple App Store or if you use the Google Play Store. You need to look at those things. Does, does the developer have a website that you can click on? Do they? Have, where's their location? Where are they based out of? Are they based in the United States or China or somewhere else that may be questionable? Um, do they have any kind of other apps that they make other than this one app that you're looking at downloading? Yeah, yeah. You can usually tell a, a pretty uh, uh, scummy uh, app factory uh, pretty easily by looking at the other stuff they put out if it's just like a random mishmash of you know very low install count uh applications it's like uh you know this this seems a, a bit sketch scummy app factory oh man <laughs> all right how do you really feel for us man so the question is what does the app actually do and that's really the next step in the process and for example my wife the other day she says i want to install this app called timelybills.app and i said okay hold on honey before you install it let me do my due diligence on it let me ask some of those questions that forest is asking what does this app actually do what data does this app collect. And in the case that in this example, Timely Bills, it's an app that's used to track your spending. And my all anytime I have to give out information about what I'm what I'm spending on and how that being tracked, uh, it always raises red flags for me. And do I feel comfortable giving this app that type of information? Yeah, finances in particular are always like, "Eh." Yeah, I get a little a little sketchy. Yeah. And, you know, the question then becomes what type of data are they storing? What is the data in transit? Is it encrypted? Is the data at rest encrypted? How do they actually use that data? Do they send it to their cloud servers? Do they allow me to turn off that feature? That's the kind of stuff I'm going to ask myself. Are they turning around and selling it? Yeah. And I really wanted to know in the in this example, the the Timely Bills app, the question that I asked myself is can I opt out of sending my my data to their cloud and they actually allow that to happen. So there's a lot of other questions though for us that come up when you're going to install any of these apps. And before you, you install these apps, you should be looking at, can you remove your phone number after you register with the app? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, or even, you know, what information do they need going into it uh, to begin with? You know, I, I, I am a, I hate uh, the dark pattern of opt out. You know, it's it's oh, by yeah. default they're just sucking up everything they can, uh, and then oh, if you actually take the time to dig through it and navigate twelve different web pages, you can opt out. Uh, it's it's a series of hoops that are so painful. I'd rather just go with an application that doesn't collect to begin with. Yeah, that's a good point. Now we're going to put up uh, on the screen, you're going to see this graphic here, which is, uh, yeah, again, we're at number two here, performing app store due diligence. If you look at letter I and J, they're the two last ones we want to leave you on for this particular slide. What do the reviews say? What that means though, is you should be looking at the reviews. And for this app, I think Timely Bills had like 47,000 reviews for us and like 500,000 downloads. So my challenge was going through some of those reviews and looking at, are they fake reviews? Yeah. Um, and a lot of people don't know this for us, but these professional reviews that come out, sometimes they're done by publishers, bloggers, yep. sometimes they're paid, sometimes they're fake. And ciphering through that, trying to figure out, that that's a little bit of a challenge in yeah. itself. Yeah, there's there's uh, marketing tactics that are getting really, really nefarious. I mean, you you have uh, astroturfing on, on various community forums, things like that. You have uh, native advertising. Uh, yeah. you, you, it's it's uh, a lot of dark patterns. But yeah, just look out for uh, very generic, sketchy names and very generic reviews that don't really touch on uh, you know, what, what the actual functionality of the application is supposed to be. If it's like, yeah, this was great. Five stars, like cool story. But no picture, bro. no picture yeah. with the person. Yeah. 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 They okay. have no, per, you know, picture and it's, uh, you know, John Smith, like, all right, yeah, this is a hundred percent legit. Yeah. So, so again, now moving away from looking at just the app store itself, the next step that I, I typically do in my threat risk assessment before I install any app on my phone is I start to look at their privacy policy. And I know you're a big, big believer in reading privacy policies. It's, it's a challenge for a lot of people because like, Oh, do I really want to read this? boring document but yeah, it's important it's, part of the process it's it's i'm not really a fan it's more of a necessary evil uh, you know it, yeah. it it really stinks uh i mean but that's that's where you know uh you're you're gonna have to encounter a bunch of legalese uh but that's where they really spell out what it is that they're doing because if they don't they're gonna get sued into oblivion and or smacked down by whatever government regulatory agency so so take a look at this guys up on the screen right now you have what are the types of information they gather so i did a screenshot of the timely bills privacy policy and and i'm looking at it and i'm trying to say is it is it vaguely written or is it deceptively written? And what you'll see on the screen is I've included in red my notes. So it says when you create a Timely Bills account, they store your name, your email address, they they store your password in encrypted form. These are questions that are great to have answers to, but where is it actually stored? Forced, is it stored in the cloud? Is it AWS? Is it stored in the United States? Yeah. I, they don't tell you any of that kind yeah. of stuff. Even the statement, we, we store your password encrypted, and it's like, well, typically you don't want you know your password uh, stored encrypted you want it salted you want it you want it right. hashed you want it you know some way that isn't reversible you don't want it uh, in plain text but it's encrypted because their their disk is encrypted it's like not <laughs> encrypted in memory no you know it, it, the, oh, the I, level of encryption is not clarified enough for me to feel comfortable using this app and I got that information from the privacy policy but wait 
Billy May is here for CyberClean. <laughs> We're going to go deeper into this privacy policy, folks. So bear with me. Hold on for this journey, all right? Your old pal Uncle Hef is going to take you on a little journey here. They store in the next line in their privacy statement. They store their uh, We store your IP address and timestamp when and where from where you register with. So my question for us is, please clarify the storing of the IP address and the timestamps. Is it is it every time I log in, there's no mention of API data? There, it's very vague here. A lot of this stuff I have to do on my own research, right? Couple other lines in, I highlighted, un, underlined in red here. We store information provided by the user on our services. We delete all the information when the user requests it for account deletion. So what a lot of people do though, Forrest, is they don't, when they decide to stop using an app, yeah. they never disengage the account. They never yep. call, contact like, oh, hey, Timely Bills, I'm not going to use your app anymore. Please delete my account. Like, yeah. how many people do that? Yeah, Nobody. It's, it's just uninstall the app or wipe your phone or whatever, and you never reinstall it, but you still have that account that you signed up for years ago. I mean, I'm, I'm still in the process of trying to migrate all of my old email yep. and associated accounts and evaluating when was the last time I logged into this service? Oh man, it's been it's been you know nearly a decade. Okay, let's go ahead and nuke that because that's gonna become part of you know whatever breach. The next data breach, it'll yep. be forest information in there. The last thing in the privacy policy that I read, and this is only the first paragraph, folks. By the way, uh, <laughs> we're gonna be here for another six hours. No, I'm just kidding. We're not gonna we're not gonna go through every line of their their privacy policy. But it says here their services will change over time. They may introduce new features. They may collect new and different types of information and i'm like say what like yep. what kind of information like telemetry data are you going to notify me when this happens oh yeah i, yeah. I love the notification process because it usually happens uh very late in the year what, what time of year yeah and end of december uh on a friday uh very late like 6 p.m or later and it's like oh yeah we we updated our privacy policy here's this massive deluge of changes yeah, but they don't tell you to compare and contrast they yeah, just say you, oh this is all the new stuff but they don't allow you yeah. to see what changed from the yeah, old yeah there's stuff. there's no diff between you know what what was previously and what is it now yeah so continuing on here for uh forest and, and the rest of you we're, we're not going to read everything in this privacy policy but i do want to again highlight is it vague is it deceptively written and as you read the timely bills app privacy it it says here uh you, you see up on the screen folks in in red i put, put my notes here um we uh, the data from the app, the website is to our backed servers, is transferred over HTTPS, which is secure and encrypted using SSL. Uh, and I'm like, what, SHA-1? What, 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 how, e is this vague? Even this just the use of the term SSL is, it makes me slightly cringe because SSL has been deprecated for how long oh, now? Forced. Don't get me started. I mean, okay, don't, yeah. Don't yeah. get me started. So continuing on here, guys. Again, too vague. You read it. They, then they have this third-party disclosure stuff. And this is what got me for us because they really contradict themselves here. We don't sell. We don't lease. We don't give out your information to third parties. But yet, in the very next paragraph, they contradict themselves. Occasionally, at our discretion, we may include or offer third-party products or services, yada, yada, yada. So that's, again, folks, you got to read these privacy policies. But there's one thing that you like to do. Oh, and yeah. I, I don't know if the audience knows about this site. Yeah. The, the, uh, I use a service so I don't have to go through and you know dig through pages and pages of legalese of terms of use and uh, terms of service or privacy policies, all that. Uh, I, I use a service called uh, Terms of Service Didn't Read. So T-O-S-D-R. Oh, it's a great site. Uh, it's it's amazing. They they go through and they they cut down the legalese. They, they give it to you straight up in single 
uh, bite-sized sentences. Uh, and it, it's, it, it's a great resource. It's, it's open source. They accept community contributions. And uh, yeah, they, they have a browser extension that you can use, or you can just look up a site using their website, uh, tosdr.org. It's, uh, I, I highly recommend uh, using this. So last couple things, right, before we get off this subject, how to do a threat risk assessment on an app that you want to put on your phone. There's, there's, there's two other things that I like to do for us, and I like to do a little bit deeper threat risk assessment. And the website that I use is Qualys Labs. Have you, have you ever heard of this? Yeah, yeah. They do a really good job of evaluating uh, how companies are doing encryption in transit. Uh, it's a big aspect of how they're handling your data as it passes over the internet. And yeah, it's a, a great way to evaluate that. So all those questions that I had answers to, I said, they were, this is too vague for us. This is so yep. vague. I want more answers. Do you store it in the cloud? Is it AWS? Where is it at? These kind of answers can come out of the Qualys website. We'll include the link. It's a free scan that you can get done. You just put in the URL and the host name into here. So in this case, I, I actually had to run the test several times because every time I ran it, the score from Qualys came back different uh, based upon the results. So in this case, as you see up on the screen here, uh, I, I ran the, the test on the website for the, the Timely Bills app, and I ran it on, I think, a Monday, and it came back as a B score. It got a really low score under uh, product support, I believe it was. Uh, protocol support, excuse me. Protocol support. So it got really low scores in there. I'm like, oh, man, uh, now it's kind of putting everything together. What protocols don't they support that's giving it a low score? You can actually drill down into the site. It'll tell you a lot of great data points. Um, it'll tell you, uh, we'll cover that in just a minute here, but the very next day, Forrest, I ran a Qualys scan on this Timely Bills app website, and it came back as an A, and the protocol support got into the green category from yellow. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought this was really interesting because you you had mentioned you sent them an email, I right? sent them an email, right. Yeah. And I thought maybe maybe my work got a little bit of play. You I know, don't know. But Yeah, it's it's hard to make that direct correlation causation kind of thing, but who knows? I mean, maybe they like do have... Yeah, maybe they do have very responsive developers. So uh, if that's the case, if you can uh you know see that that immediate return maybe that's a good sign maybe they're on top of it i thought so too man so you do this qualis scan by the way folks and the data that comes back is very helpful now you may not know all the answers to all the questions that you're looking for like data at rest and data encrypted and all this other stuff but it can tell you things like their certificate is their certificate valid uh why is that important for us uh yeah i mean if if you have uh an expired or invalid certificate i mean that's that's a a big risk in and of itself where you're training users to just blindly click through yes continue i i recognize this is a high risk website uh if if you you know if, if they can't even take care of a certificate uh that that really uh is a, a red flag to me that they're they're not taking their their security posture seriously yeah and beyond all that it has a lot of stuff in this qualis scan that will help you like the signature of the algorithm is it shaw uh, in this case, we found out it was SHA-256, RSA, which is really good stuff. Uh, in terms of the configuration on the protocols, it's a TLS 1.2, so it's not the newest, 1.3, but it is up there with 1.2, which is industry average, yeah. uh, which is pretty good. Uh, some of the other stuff the QualiScan will tell you is the cipher suites that are used. And it'll actually tell you if it's a weak or if it's a strong, and you can see that up on the screen right now for this particular site. Uh, and the last but not least is I want to stress the uh, the handshake. It does handshake simulations on a variety of browsers. 
And that's important to know. So if you know you're an Android user and you want to know, is this thing safe for security use for Android? It gives you a pretty good indication of that. Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll break down what protocols are supported, and if it it's you know you're using a platform that isn't supported, then you know that that's uh, pretty scary that it's going to be downgrading uh, to to a, a weak connection. Yeah, and again, if you're doing a threat risk assessment on an app, you want to know is it safe for my environment? I try to get a second opinion. Sometimes I go to this sub this website called Chat Fortress. Chat Fortress. They do a cybersecurity report card. They don't do it on every site that's out there. There's some of them, some of the sites they've never got around doing it. You also have to be careful with Chat Fortress in the scores is they may have only done a scan one time and they may have done it a long time ago. Yeah. And in this case, they ran a scan on Timely Bills app and they gave it a D score. And you see on the screen right here, the report card is F, 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 website security, email security, lead credentials. That doesn't give you much confidence. But again, you, you have to have that patience to realize that it's it may be an old scan they may have improved their app because of their developers being very active. But we do want to talk about this last thing, which is Exodus. If We talked about this in our most recent uh, podcast, our, our news podcast, but let's yeah. tell the audience about Exodus. Yeah, so Exodus is a wonderful utility. Uh, they, they have a great website um, as well as an application uh, that, that will go through and evaluate uh, an app on the Android App Store. Uh, it will evaluate what libraries are included for uh, different tracking, analytics, and advertising, and will alert you, hey, this app has 17 different trackers in it. And you're like, whoa, okay. Yeah, wow. uh, data mine much? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it'll also go through and uh, highlight and, and throw up a red flag on, on permissions that seem overly broad, like, oh, this thing needs to be able to read and write all of your storage. Like, hmm. Does it really? Though? Why it, it needs access yeah. to all of my contacts? I I don't mm. I don't know no, about that. Not so, giving it. Yeah. So Exodus is out there. It's a privacy app. You might want to check it out. It'll again. It tells you a lot of great information. And I ran this app against the Timely Bills app, and it told me some of the data points. It writes external storage. It reads external storage. It does a get accounts request. All of these processes are happening, and and they create risk for my environment. And if I'm going to install this app, I need to know all the risks that it creates. So with that in mind, Forrest, what do you think? You think my wife said yes? Or do you think I said yes or no on installing this app? Uh, I, I, I think uh, knowing you, you probably put the kibosh on it. Yeah, I kind of did, Forrest. Yeah. And you know, leave some comments, folks, if you think you would allow this app in your environment. And now you got to remember, folks, that what are my options? What are my alternatives? I can't just be the police department in my my house and say, no, honey, we can't have this app in our house. Yeah, so, yeah. And so also, Mint is my option. Is another option that's out there, the yeah. Mint app. Also, your threat model is not everyone's threat model. Ah. That's that's something to take into consideration. Is I I'm an extreme tinfoil hat uh, paranoid, you know, trying to get as off the grid digitally as I can while still being immersed in it. So my approach is going to be vastly different from you know, a, a general consumer who may not be as concerned with those types of things. Yeah. The nice thing about this Timely Bills app is it allows you to turn off sending your credit card information to the cloud. So you don't have to send your bank account information to the cloud. Unlike an app like Mint that it makes you, it forces you. The Mint app, if you use that to track your bills, you're forced to send all that data to the cloud. And guess what? Mint had this breach back in July. I'm not going to allow you, honey, to use, I'm telling my wife this, I'm not going to allow you, honey, to use the Mint app 
uh, or the yeah the mint app because they had this breach back in July. So yeah. that's my challenge. Now I know you're on a soapbox sometimes. And I know the audience. If you've joined us on other podcasts, you know that we talk about this. What's your soapbox for us? All right, about this right here. Let's here we go. Bring us home, buddy. Yeah. So above all, like, do you do you even need to install an app? Like, is that even a requirement? Like, do they offer a web application that you can just pull up in your browser? Pen and paper. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, uh, a good example of this uh, is Lyft, right? The the rideshare app. Um, you don't need to have that application installed on your phone. You can go to ride.lyft.com and you can hail a ride there if you've got a, an account with them already that doesn't need to have an application that has access to your, your location data and all these other things at all times. You just wow. say, I want to pick up from here. I want to drop off here go you know it, I did it's not know great. that yeah it's wonderful uh wherever possible you know maybe consider looking at like free open source software uh something that that is uh community developed uh and, and doesn't have uh data mining commercial interests you know at the base of it i mean uh, I can go off on a rant about surveillance capitalism for hours on end, but <laughs> we're right. gonna we're gonna spare you guys on that. Um, maybe look into you know potential alternative application stores. Um, on uh, if iOS is is where you reside, unfortunately you're you're very dependent on Apple uh, maintaining their walled garden. Uh, but as far as Android goes, you've you've got options like Aurora, would actually which actually includes the Exodus privacy evaluations integrated into it directly, which is super handy, yeah. uh, or something like F-Droid, where everything in there is open source. It's awesome. I always caution the audiences about, you know, side channel apps and the safety and security of that. So, yep. you know, do your due diligence on that. Yeah, piece. yeah. Don't just randomly download APKs from the internet. Like, that. that's a great way to, to get some malware on your phone. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I need this application. I'm just going to grab it from a totally legit website for downloads.com. Like, no, that's... <laughs> Uh, if you own that domain, I'm sorry. Uh, and then, yeah, again, just when was the last? When was the last time that application was updated? Is it actively maintained? Uh, you know, that's that's a, a pretty big key for me. Yeah, and so we'll leave you with a final thought here as well. If you've ever followed the website Krebs on Security, he's a fantastic, oh, yes. fantastic security researcher. He's got three things that you should always do. And the first step is always, if you did go looking for it, don't install it on your phone. Yep. And if you do install something, you have to update it. And then if you no longer need it, then you definitely should try to try to get rid of it. But that's some. this is some great steps, folks. I hope you got some value out of this. Again, if you're going to put an app on your phone, spend just a little bit of time. It, we, we did it very quickly here, doing some due diligence on that app before you install it. Yep. So with that in mind, I'm Hef. I'm Forrest. And we're part of the Security Metrics team here. We hope you liked our short little presentation. If you did, please subscribe. And thank you, folks. Take care. Take care.